Welcome back to more Money Minutes for Doctors. This is episode number three. We're going to be talking about doctors and life insurance. Catherine Vesson is here. I'm your host, and I'm also the CEO and founder of MD Financial Advisors, a concierge financial planning firm just for doctors and dentists. So when it comes to life insurance, you're probably wondering, do you even need it? What are the different types? What's best for you? And what is it going to cost? So those are some of the things that we'll be talking about today. Now for further questions, or if there's something else that you'd like us to cover in another episode, please reach out to us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. And don't forget to like us, subscribe, and follow us on social media, also at MD Financial Advisors. That way you won't miss an episode. Now, when it comes to life insurance, it's one of the first things that we look at because I think with any doctor, you face three big risks. The first risk is losing your job. Now, I'll be frank, I've never had an unemployed doctor that didn't want to be unemployed. If you lose your job today, chances are you're gonna have another one within six weeks. Yes, it may not be in the perfect location or in the right type of clinic, but you're going to have another job. So that's not a major risk. Second risk though, is being too sick or injured to work. And we can mitigate that risk with disability insurance. And we talked about that in a previous episode. The third risk though, is a premature death. And what happens there, of course, is there are people, loved ones, that are depending upon you for your income to support them. And that's what we wanna talk about today is life insurance. Now, I really believe our ethical duty calls us to give you really good advice about your existing policies. So we always look at them. And if we think that they're priced well, they have the right kind of coverage, we're going to tell you that and that you need to keep them. On the other hand, very often we find that doctors are either underinsured or they have policies that are way too expensive or there's just something better for them out in the market. Now we are independent insurance advisors and that's really important when you're looking at life insurance. The reason is we are not obligated to any particular company. And for those clients who've been working with us for a while, we'll know that when we're looking at particular policies, we may be looking at dozens of different companies to see which ones are gonna be priced the best for you. Now that's not the same as some other companies in town, some big, big insurance companies. Don't wanna mention their name today, but you probably know them because you're seeing their ads know that really big insurance company may have a fantastic rate if you're a smoker and you also ride rodeo on the weekends, uh, but they may have just terrible, terrible rates for other doctors in your situation. So when we have a doctor that's got some health issues, we actually do a premature informal survey of a number of different life insurance. We have our clients fill out, they can do this anonymously, a little health questionnaire, and then we informally shop it to different insurance companies to see which ones we think can get the best rates before we even apply. So it's very important to work with an independent agent. Otherwise, if you work with what's called a captive agent, they can only recommend the products with their company and very frequently they're overpriced or there's some other problems with them. Now let's talk about life insurance in general. There's two major types. One is term insurance and the other is permanent. Term is insurance for just a period of time, hence the word term. And permanent insurance is supposed to last your entire life. Now there's numerous different types of permanent insurance which we'll get to in a minute. But first, let's talk a little bit about term. 
When do we use it? Term insurance is usually best for young doctors who've got kids and maybe a lot of debts. And all that means is we've got a very high need to replace their income in the event of a uh, premature death. Term insurance is generally much less expensive and it can be great for those doctors that are on a very, very tight budget. Now, when it comes to permanent insurance, there's numerous different types. There's whole life, there's universal life, there's index universal life, there's variable life, and who knows how many other types out there. And they all work a little bit differently. Now, we do occasionally use permanent insurance, but it has to be a pretty unusual case. And first of all, it needs to be for a high earning doc that's got their emergency fund more than funded, they've maxed out all of their other funding options, and they're still looking for a way to put together some tax-free income. That is one of the advantages of permanent insurance. The premiums are going to be higher than term because part of the premium goes to covering death benefit, but the other part of the premium in a permanent insurance policy goes to something called the cash value. Now, Congress, loves permanent life insurance policies. And how do we know that we love them? Because they have blessed them. They have blessed them so that the money in your cash value account and your life insurance actually grows tax-free. And in some cases, you can pull the money out in retirement to supplement your income also tax-free. So once again, this is the kind of policy that might work for certain doctors that wanna make sure that they've maximized their 401ks or 403bs at work. They've got plenty of money in their um, emergency fund and their brokerage account, and they're just looking for another place for creating some tax-free income. Or they might need a death benefit that is going way past retirement age, meaning that they haven't accumulated enough wealth for their family at retirement. And if something happened to them, they'd still be missing that extra income. Now, a final reason that we use uh, permanent policies sometimes is to pay estate taxes or death taxes. Now, this has not been a major issue in the last couple of years because a few years ago, Congress raised the limits. And so very few of our clients are ever going to be over that 11 plus million dollar limit that we're currently looking at for a net worth for kicking in estate taxes. However, this nifty little exclusion is due to expire in a couple of years. And when that happens, most of our doctors are going to be looking at having estate taxes due at their death, which means their family, their children are not going to be inheriting as much money as they think because the estate taxes are going to be much higher than they are today. Now, when we have that situation, we very often use a permanent life insurance to cover the estate taxes so your family can get a bigger chunk of your estate and not having so much of it going to Uncle Sam or your state's. Now, how much is enough? Well, there's two ways we can look at this issue. The insurance industry in general has a rough rule of thumb, which is you need 20 times your annual income for a death benefit. So that means if you're a doctor who's making 200,000 a year, you probably need a $4 million death benefit. Yes, take a deep breath. If you're making 400,000, that can be a $8 million death benefit. Now, I will be frank, sometimes those numbers I think are way too high, particularly when we have a doc couple where they're both doctors, they're both high earners, 
they don't need to rely entirely on their spouse's income because they have good earning power themselves. They just need, need to supplement it at a little bit. So in that case, I much prefer to do what we call a survivor needs analysis. We run a couple of things through our calculator. We look at debts that need to be paid off, uh, children's college, paying off mortgages, some other things, and then how much do we need to replace uh, for income? And that gives us another number. And then once we have that number, then we go out to the marketplace and see what we can find for the lowest, cheapest coverage that we think is gonna be best for this particular client. Now, you're probably wondering about group coverage because I've had a lot, of, a lot of doctors say to me, oh, I've got this coverage at work. Well, typically it's only one or two times your annual income, which would mean your family would only get one or two years worth of um, living expenses or income if something happened to you prematurely. So it's rarely enough. But the reason I don't even use these numbers in our calculations is because you generally have to be employed at the time of death in order for these policies to kick in. Most people get sick and they have to quit work and they go home, so not even covered by these policies at the time of death. So group coverage is a nice thing to have. It's usually free from your employer, that's great, but I don't use it in the long run because it's highly unlikely it's going to be there when you need it. Now, life events that require reevaluation. So if you've got certain things going on in your life, it might be time to have your life insurance reviewed. So one of them is debts. We want to take a look in particular about student debts. Some student debts die with you, so you wouldn't need life insurance to cover them. But if you refinance them, that's probably not the case. So we want to make sure that your student debts are covered. Uh, and also mortgage is another uh, big debt that very often we want to make sure is covered by life insurance. If you're getting married, that could be a reason that we need to evaluate it. Do you have enough coverage for your spouse? And of course, children, big, big issue. Because not only do we need to think about supporting them, but very often our clients want to make sure that their kids have college paid for. And life insurance is a very cheap way to get uh, their college tuition paid for. Now, we also want to look at spouses. Um, sometimes the spouses are not working. We've got stay-at-home moms and dads. And I do think that a lot of times they need life insurance too. Not as much. But if something happened to that stay-at-home mom or dad, you're going to need a nanny. You may need a cook. You may need a housekeeper. There's a lot of other expenses that you might have. Or sometimes we can use this death of a spouse, that death benefit, as a way to pay off your own medical school debts. So a rough rule of thumb is most insurance companies will allow you to get a death benefit on that non-working spouse at about half of the death benefit you have on the working spouse. Many times I think that's too much coverage. So we kind of work down from there to figure out what you actually need. Now, once in a while, I'll have a doctor who wants to insure their minor children. Honestly, I have never recommended this. Uh, part of the reason is that minor children do not get the benefits of going through a health exam and get credit for being incredibly healthy. And we're not usually dependent upon minor children for their income. You know, unless your minor child is a, some Disney star and they're bringing in millions of dollars every year, then you probably aren't relying upon them for any income at this stage. So I don't recommend going to the expense of insuring minor children. 
Now, something else to think about is what to expect during underwriting. And some of this has changed a little bit during COVID, and I don't know if it's going to be going back after some of the restrictions are lifted. But generally, they're going to be looking out and getting copies of your medical records. Sometimes they, like if you have a MyChart record with your PCP, um, they might want to link up to that and they can look at your history, they can look at your blood work and other exams that you've had. Sometimes they will want a mini physical. They usually send a nurse to you to, in order to do that. They weigh you, measure you, pee in a cup, ask you some other questions. Uh, and in the past, most of them have had phone interviews also where they're going to ask you the same darn questions that they're going to ask during that exam. Uh, but now more and more insurance companies are moving to doing this electronically with some online applications. Now, there's a couple things you should be concerned about. Certain hobbies can actually raise the cost of your insurance. So if you do, a, like I said, rodeo riding, uh, bungee cord jumping, if you do underwater scuba diving below certain depths, very deep underwater scuba diving, they've actually found that that's riskier. And as a result, your, your premiums for your life insurance could go up. Now, I've seen a couple of problems with doctors. Um, one of them is marijuana. We've had some clients that literally that use marijuana every single day. That gets totally legal in most states now. That's not a problem like it used to be where they didn't want to confess that because um, it was illegal to do it. But very often your insurance carriers are going to consider you a smoker if you're smoking a lot of marijuana. Smoker rates are much, much higher than non-smoking rates, sometimes much as twice as much. I should mention to you that if you are a smoker, this is a lovely time to stop uh, because it's a great, you're going to be saving so much money on your life insurance. Uh, another problem we've had, we've had a couple of doctors who just are speeders. I don't know why, but they've gotten a lot of speeding tickets. We had one client that was completely rejected because I think he got something like 12 speeding tickets in a period of about two years. Um, so once again, be careful, follow the speed, speed limits. And there are also certain health issues. Interestingly enough, I, we have a lot of clients who are on antidepressants that doesn't seem to impact their life insurance underwriting at all. Um, hepatitis C can also present problems. Uh, what I'd like to do in those cases is go back to your doctor and see if we can't get some really good medical records going and then submit those to the insurance company to present them in the best possible light. I kind of feel like our job is to be your advocate and so very often when we do that with hepatitis C or other illnesses, we're actually able to get uh, either better coverage or at lower rates. So in conclusion, life insurance is something we think you should be considering. And we want to make sure that your current policies have been reviewed. This will give you a peace of mind that you've either got something that's really good for you, or there may be some ways that you can save money and have something that would be a better option because our goal is to find the most cost-effective solution for you and your family. And then always we take these numbers and we pull them into your budget and we just see what's gonna work and make it work for you and fit into your financial goals for the future. All right, so in closing, please follow us on social media. If you found this helpful, I'd really appreciate it if you forward it on to your colleagues. Do send us your questions and topics for future issues of our podcast. And finally, you can reach out to us directly for a second opinion on your financial health by emailing us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. So stay well and prosper.